welcome to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on Ash Wednesday, February 14th, 2018, on the basis of Psalm 51. What kind of songs do you think people are thinking about on a day like today? If I told you I wanted to tell you about a song that did in fact have something to do with a valentine and was in fact all about love, there there would probably be a very specific type of song that would come to your mind. And yet, it's not at all the song that I want to tell you about. I want to tell you about a song written by a guy by the name of Bobby Valentine Braddock. Some of you country music fans might recognize that name. Bobby Braddock was a country music songwriter, and he wrote what is arguably the best and most well-known country music song of all time. It's entitled, I Stopped Loving Her Today. So yes, it is in fact about love. But it's about a man who promises to love a woman who has left him. In fact, he promises to love her for the rest of his life. And he does. He keeps that promise up until the day when he stops loving her. But that day that's being talked about in that song, the day when he finally stops loving this woman, when he finally gets over her, as the song says, it's the day when they carried him away. It's the day of his funeral. Today of all days is a day for songs like that. These ashes that are sitting up in front of us this evening confront us head on with our own mortality. In fact, as we burned the palm fronds from last year's Palm Sunday service in order to get these ashes this past Sunday, I was amazed, first of all, at how fast the flames went up when those dry branches were lit on fire, but also how quickly they died down. So a very quick and sudden display of theatrics, but then in the very next second, completely gone. Sort of like our lives. The Bible even says that all people are like grass, and their glory fades away like the flowers of the field. And so, yes, we can spend our lives listening to songs that talk about letting the good times roll. We can listen to songs that talk about love that's going to last forever. We can hear the Olympic theme song night after night after night and focus on the triumph of the human spirit and the power of the human will. But eventually, all of those things will fade away just as quickly as all of the Valentine's Day flowers will. At the end of the day, Bobby Braddock was on to something. These ashes are what we are all headed for. And so as a result, the day will come when all of us will stop loving, and for that matter, we'll stop doing everything else too. That's why we need songs like that one, songs that don't skirt around the sad and sobering reality of our existence Songs that talk about life like it truly is. And not only that, we need songs that talk about why it is the way it is. Songs that offer us a solution to our mortality. Songs that offer us an answer to these ashes. And thankfully, that's exactly what we have in front of us this evening in this song that we know as Psalm 51. Like a lot of songs, Psalm 51 has a backstory to it. The person who wrote this song, King David, had just committed what was certainly his most egregious sin and arguably the most egregious sin ever recorded in all of Scripture. King David saw a woman that he found physically attractive. Even though this woman was married, 
King David invited her into his home and had an affair with her. When the affair led to a pregnancy, King David tried to cover it up and had this woman's husband effectively murdered out on the front lines of the battlefield. With him out of the way, he welcomed her into his home and made her his wife. Eventually, God sent a prophet by the name of Nathan to confront David with his sin, to make him aware of what he had done, and it was in response to that, vis- that visit from Nathan, that realization of his sin, that King David wrote this song. And if you understand the backstory of Psalm 51, it makes every single word that David wrote in that song surprising. Specifically, we want to focus on three things that come out of this psalm this evening. First of all, David gives us a very clear understanding of sin. Secondly, he gives us a very clear explanation for sin. And then finally, he very clearly points us to the solution to sin. So David gives us a clear understanding of sin. Very often we like to think in terms of sin as far as how much damage does it cause to people around us? How much hurt, how much pain does it bring into the lives of others? That's why when people apologize for things, very often you hear them apologizing not for the thing itself, but for the damage that it caused. In fact, we're told to believe that we can do whatever we want as long as it doesn't cause harm in someone else's life. Now, if this were the case of Dave, with David, you would expect that in his song he would be singing about the fact that he broke up a home, that he ruined a marriage, that he used the power he had been entrusted with to murder an innocent man, that he had brought shame upon himself and his family and his nation. You would expect David to be talking about all of that pain that he had caused in the lives of other people, and yet instead David actually says to God, against you, and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. See, David understood correctly that sin is looking at the path that God has very clearly laid out for us and in rebellion choosing a path of our own. Sin is taking a good gift that God has given to us, something he has given for a very specific purpose and using it for something else. And so sin, first and foremost, is a violation against God, his good will, his good plan for our lives. Only secondarily is sin a violation against someone else if, in fact, we've caused harm in their life. So why did David do it? If that's David's understanding of what sin really is, what's David's explanation for why he did it? Again, we often like to explain our sins by saying that the sins we commit are the exception rather than the rule. That the sins we commit are out of character with what we're really like. In fact, the more egregious, the more drastic the sin is, the more likely we are to claim that it's not really a true reflection of who we are. If that were the case, you would expect that David maybe would have explained his sin by saying that he was going through some sort of midlife crisis, perhaps. Maybe the stress and the pressure of being king over so many people finally got to him and he couldn't take it anymore. But no, instead David says this, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. In other words, sin wasn't the exception. Sin was the rule. Sin wasn't out of character for David. Sin was in keeping with his character. 
David knew that from the very day his life began, sin was a part of his nature. And so he couldn't blame circumstances. He couldn't blame other people. He alone was to blame for that sin. You could summarize what David is saying in this song by saying that David was simply giving up. That's something you hear a little bit about every time, every year when Lent rolls around, isn't it? In fact, maybe you heard today someone talk about giving up this or giving up that for Lent. In reality, the season of Lent is simply about giving up. Period. Full stop. End of story. These ashes that are sitting in front of us today, they're not just for us to stare and look at and to consider our own mortality. No, on Ash Wednesday, Christians all over the world willingly allow those ashes to be placed on themselves. Here at Good News, we do that by sprinkling just a small pinch of ashes on people's heads. Can I be honest about that for a second? If you choose to participate in that in a minute during our service... It's kind of uncomfortable. It's a little bit awkward. It almost seems a bit silly. It certainly feels that way for me at times, especially when it's my own kids who are coming up. But I think it's supposed to be that way. I think that's actually a good thing. Because whether you actually participate in the imposition of ashes or not, what Ash Wednesday is really all about is doing something that all of us find by nature to be awkward and uncomfortable and really the last thing on earth that we want to do. Ash Wednesday is about giving up. You see, we want to have an understanding of sin where sin is only related to the harm that we cause in other people's lives because then if something that we do doesn't cause any harm in anyone's life, well, then it's not bad. Or if it just causes a little bit of harm, then it's just a little bit bad. Or even if it causes a lot of harm, but we have good reason, we have benefit that we can point to for doing what we did, well, then then we can justify it that way too. We don't want to give up. We want to explain, minimize, excuse our sin. We want an explanation for sin where where sin is not a reflection of who we are because then, then we can blame circumstances. Then we can blame other people. Then we can say that we're going to do something to make up for it or we're going to do better the next time. We don't want to give up. We want to justify our sins. We want to be able to solve the problem of sin ourselves. But if David's understanding of sin is correct, if sin really is first and foremost a violation against God, if David's explanation for sin is correct, that sin is not out of character but in keeping with our character, then the only thing we can do, the only song we can sing is the one David sang. The only thing we can do is give up. Stop trying any and all attempts to solve this thing ourselves. So someone who's ready to give up That probably sounds like someone who is not in a very good place. Someone who's on the brink. Someone who is ready to do something foolish or drastic. And yet, as you heard the words of David's song before, I'm sure you noted, that's not what this this song sounds like. This song is full of joy. This song is full of hope. This song is full of peace. This song is full of confidence. Why? Yes, David had a clear understanding 
of sin. He had a clear explanation for sin, but David also knew the clear solution to sin. He knew the kind of God that he had. He had a God whose love was completely unconditional and whose mercy had absolutely no limit. He knew he had the kind of God that no matter how many sins he committed, each one another tally against his record, no matter how many sins he committed, he had a God who wiped all of those sins completely clean, a God who wiped our slate completely clean just out of his pure love for us. David knew that he didn't have to solve the problem of sin himself because he knew God was going to do it for him. Now David didn't know all the details of that plan like we do. But thankfully we do. And that's why our midweek Lenten services are going to proceed the way that we do. For the next five weeks, we're going to be hearing about how a God who has given us this good and perfect plan for our lives, who knows that we are people who have rebelliously departed from that plan, how our God can just forgive us, how he can just wipe the slate clean. It's only because of what Jesus did. For the next five weeks, we are going to be hearing about the path that Jesus walked for us. A path where he was not whistling a happy tune and skipping every step of the way. But a path where he lived life as it truly is. Where he lived out the ultimate consequences for our sins so that we wouldn't have to. Friends, we know how a God can forgive all of our sins because Jesus bore that sin, bore that guilt, and bore our death. We also know where and how God takes everything that Jesus did and makes it ours. He did that at the baptismal font. And that's why our service this evening will continue the way that it does. That those who participate in the imposition of ashes will then make their way over to the baptismal font as a reminder that that is where God washed all of those sins away. That is where God took his Holy Spirit, the very spirit that David prayed for in these verses, and put it in your heart as a deposit, guaranteeing that even though each one of us is destined for these ashes, These ashes are not our final destination. God's promise and assurance that out of our ashes we will rise and live again. And so even on a day like today, when it is necessary for us to sing songs that are a little bit sad, on a day where we must confront the sad and sobering reality of life as it truly is, a day when we must give up any attempts to solve that problem for ourselves, even on a day like today. Because of Jesus and through baptism, our song, our service, and our whole story can and will end on the highest of notes. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.